The views and opinions of today's broadcast is not necessarily the views or opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning, and welcome to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. Thank you so much, and happy Easter to you and yours. Good morning, and welcome into the show. Today is April 4th, 2021, and here are the topics that we will discuss this morning right here on the serious side of the Jane Brown Show. And what was going through your mind during that time period? Uh, uh, disbelief. Thank you. Why guilt? Uh, if I would have just not taken the bill, this could have been avoided. After you called him a bum 13 times, you called him a f- That's what you heard? Did you say that? Is that what you heard? I'm asking you, sir. Did sure you I say did. that? You heard that. I'm pretty sure you did. When I look at George Floyd, I look at, I look at my dad. I look at my brothers. I look at my cousins, my uncles, because they are all black. Corporate backlash against Georgia's new election law is mounting, with Apple CEO Tim Cook on Thursday joining the chorus of critics. Major U.S. companies are challenging the law, which many critics say suppresses voting among black Americans and other racial minorities. Baseball is known as America's national pastime, but MLB declared what it's seeing in Georgia right now decidedly un-American, reacting to a polarizing package of voting laws by pulling the plug on the All-Star game in Atlanta. Republican Congressman Matt Gates of Florida could be in deeper and more serious legal trouble than previously reported, and now his communications director has resigned. A source tells NBC News the senior staffer quit out of principle. Revisiting the scene of where it all allegedly happened, jurors in the trial of three white St. Louis police officers started their day at the corner where those officers are accused of beating a black undercover officer. Police say a 65-year-old woman was walking to church when a man punched and kicked her while shouting anti-Asian slurs. This is Midtown Manhattan. Dr. Martin Luther King, the apostle of nonviolence in the civil rights movement, has been shot to death in Memphis. bullet cut down Dr. King as he stood on a hotel balcony in Memphis. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Once again, good morning. I'm Jay Rao. Welcome to the show. Happy Easter to you and yours. I'm here with the smartest brother, I should say, the educated brother himself from the Carolinas, Johnny D, uh, and the man who gets the first and last hurt word right here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, fellas, and happy Easter. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, I tell you what, happy Resurrection Day to all. Absolutely. Now, I don't know, and you guys were here at the beginning of the show. I don't know. Did, did, did my mic come on at the beginning of the show? Because I don't know if it did or didn't. Uh, I didn't hear you. I didn't, no, I didn't hear you at the beginning of the show. No, I did it. 
Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I figured that. Okay, so I was on mute. So once again, happy Easter. Uh, welcome into the uh, serious side of the J. Rowell Show. Vanessa is in the house as well. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you doing? Good morning. Happy Resurrection Day. Happy Easter to you and yours as well. The number is 347-850-1272-347-850-1272. A lot to get into uh, today, this morning. A lot to talk about. A lot happened during the past week. But once again, I wanted to make sure that I give everyone an opportunity to uh, wish people happy Easter. So, Vanessa, your first Resurrection Day. And uh, what are you thankful for on a day like this? You know. I was late coming into the show because my daughter sent me an emoji with her picture. You know, she's going through it with that house. And I am thankful for her. And I told her that. I told her that mommy and daddy loved her and that that house would be fine and to go in the clothes closet and talk to the Lord and that we were grateful to have her as our child. I just Mm. did that, that text to her. And I am grateful um, to have a husband that when my blood pressure is 193 over 98 like it's been for two days that he oh is right goodness. there with me to help me to get that blood wow. pressure down that's what I'm grateful for oh wow uh, we all are grateful for that thank goodness for that uh, what about you Johnny D on Resurrection Sunday uh what words of encouragement do you have for not only our listeners, but for family members and just people overall? More than anything, Jay, it really is about the word. It's about the life. Miss um, Vanessa always have you in prayers and thoughts. And um, and for all those out there that's experiencing hardships, uh, you know, probably 10 years or so ago when I started on the, on this journey of my, 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 my new spiritual being. Um, I went from Easter to Resurrection Day, you know, and I and I kind of equate Easter as when I was a young child growing up, and that was the only time of the year that we got new dress clothes. So uh, Easter was back then, um, running in the park, uh, picking up Easter eggs and all the rest of the stuff. But now it is about the resurrection, and the more I understand about you know, God and, and and the fact that he had to go through his journey. I understand that we all have to go through journeys and it builds character, but more than anything for this morning, I'm, I'm thankful for the fact that, that he rose on the third day and thankful for this opportunity to be part of this, this show broadcast. Um, I guess it's been close to two years now that you, you all have accepted yeah. me and embraced me and and educated yep. me on 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 the do's and the don'ts, and to all of those individuals that have allowed us to come into their homes, Jay, and the new format. Like I say, man, I'm just thankful, thankful for knowing you for 36 years, brother. And uh, like I say, oh, just, just love you to death. Now I love you more today, as I did yesteryear when when you took that little young 18 oh, year old. So um, <laughs> hey, Miss Vanessa, <laughs> I, 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 I tell you what. You, I know Les has been knowing Jay longer than I have, but what this brother done for me don't as, remind as, me. as a don't young, wild, 18-year-old um, coming into my own and existence and bringing me to his home when I didn't have anywhere to stay on them holidays in Germany and stuff and invite me over and, hey, like I say, this, 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 is, a, this, is, this is a brother to me, you know. 
This is a brother. And again, you know, just thank God for, for, for this day, the resurrection day. And it's, you know, and, and, and thank God for Dr. Martin Luther King. And I know we're going to talk about him later. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you so much for those kind words. And yeah, I was a big brother to this man. Yeah, and even when he took my car and had me walking, him and his partner, partner in crime, (laughs) hanging out at the Cotton Club, had me walking home. (laughs) We'll bring that up on another day. (laughs) 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 Mr. Elias, man, what are you thankful for Resurrection Sunday? (laughs) Man, I am am thankful for my family, first and foremost. And when I say family, I include you guys because you definitely are my family. You know, Vanessa sent out a text message, a, 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 a lovely text message last Sunday that, you know, said you guys are the brothers that I, that, that my, that, that, that I'm missing. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. you, are, you are my, you are definitely my sister, Vanessa, because they, you know, some people don't know Vanessa's heart. Vanessa, if she sees yeah. something that needs to be done within the family, she does yep. You, 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 you know, you, you don't have to worry about that. I still got a plan. Without, hesi- without, without hesitation. Without hesitation. Without hesitation. I still, yeah. I still wanted that plan every day, well, every other day for uh, that, but the Vanessa sent for my mother. You know, uh, Vanessa sent mm. me a a ticket when my sister passed so I could fly up out of here. So y'all don't understand. Vanessa has got a giving heart, and Vanessa's a lovely person. So, you know, Vanessa's always don't tell them that. Don't lady. tell them that. Let them think I'm a wicked witch. Don't tell them. No, I, nobody I, I, thinks I, I, that. You stop all that nonsense. Nobody to, thinks that. You know, nobody thinks that. Yeah, tell the I truth, Miss Elias. Tell, tell the truth. I got to tell Shame the truth. the devil. And 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 You know, I, I don't know. I, I've never met you personally, but I've heard all the stories about you and Bruce Black. You know, I you know I've I've heard the unbelievable Uh-oh. stories about you guys. So you know, I don't know know you, but hey man, if you hung out with Jay, I know. You. Oh, hey man, I can't wait. Man, hey, hey brother, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, don't 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 hold me to 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 to, to that hall. <laughs> I've definitely heard all the stories. And, and Kathleen, you know, remember love for Kathleen Williams, man. That's my sorority sister. And, and Kathleen has done a, some un- some unbelievable things for me, too, which I won't mention on the air because, hey, they, that, that was something that, that she did for me personally. So, Kathleen, I remember love for you. You are a sweetheart. I love you beyond uh, on, on words. And Jay, you know, whatever. Uh, Jerome. My brother, thanks, Mr. My Lewis. brother, my brother, my brother, Jeff, my brother Jerome. Man, just just some of the conversations we have off air, um, it, it's just unbelievable. Uh, just just some of the stuff we talk about. People wouldn't realize that sometimes after the show, me and Jerome talk for an hour or two. So, Jerome, I thank you for those conversations, man. And you know, some man, I, I love you too, my brother. And Jay, let, let, me, let, me, let me tell you about Jay. Me and Jay have been together wow, since our teenage years. Wow. Just unbelievably. I mean, and his mom, I, you know, it's my mom. His mom has, man, she's taken on that role. And I love her for it. I can't wait until you another, another, another week. Mom. 
Yeah, I try. I you wait. That, I, I cannot her. wait. Awesome. I cannot wait to do it again. Uh, that's that's that yeah. that is going to be our yearly event. The sweetest event thing. Where, I, where we where we travel together. So that's my mom. So I can't wait until I can fly with her, and in another week or so, I'm going to stay with her at her house, so we can just laugh and talk, and then talk about Jay behind his back. But I I digress. Okay, thank you very much. All right, so we are Mr. Elias has dial real mouth. Mr. Elias has dial real mouth this morning. He usually doesn't talk to us. Okay, we are over. We have to go. I'll give you my thanks a little later on the show. It's the serious side. It's time for the NPR news update, and we'll be right back. And we'll get into the show after this. I'm going anywhere. And what was going through your mind during that time period? Uh, uh, disbelief. Thank you. Why guilt? Um, if I would have just not taken the bill, this could have been avoided. After you called him a bum 13 times, you called him a f- That's what you heard? Did you say that? Is that what you heard? I'm asking you, sir. I'm pretty did sure you I say did. that? You heard that. I'm pretty sure you did. When I look at... Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. For the second year in a row, the coronavirus pandemic has led to drastically scaled back Easter services in much of the world. NPR's Sylvia Pajoli reports that Pope Francis celebrated Easter Mass in a nearly empty St. Peter's Basilica. In his message to the city and the world, the Pope said there's no magic formula to escape the pandemic. It's still spreading while the social and economic crisis remains severe, the Pope said. Nonetheless, and this is scandalous, he added, armed conflicts have not ended and military arsenals are being strengthened. And he stressed that vaccines are essential. I urge the entire international community in a spirit of global responsibility, the Pope said, to overcome delays in vaccine distribution, especially in the poorest countries. And he singled out the young people of Myanmar for supporting democracy and making their voices heard peacefully. Sylvia Podroli, NPR News, Rome. Demonstrators against the military coup in Myanmar were on the streets carrying Easter eggs today in Yangon, Myanmar's biggest city. One group marched bearing eggs with the slogan, Spring Revolution, inscribed on them. Others carried eggs with a drawing of the three-fingered salute, which has become a symbol of resistance. An activist group says the military's crackdown has killed more than 550 people. In Jordan, a number of high-profile figures reported under arrest as part of a security sweep, not a Humsey report. Jordan State News Agency reported the arrest of Basim Awadullah, a close confidant Jordan's king, and Sharif Hassan bin Zaid, a member of the royal family, in addition to an unknown number of figures. In a video sent to the BBC by satellite internet, former Crown Prince Hamza bin Hussein also says he's under house arrest and has been told to cease destabilizing activities. Such high-profile arrests are rare in Jordan. The U.S. among Jordan's allies and neighbors expressing support for King Abdullah. The State Department says the king is a key U.S. partner. Ethiopia says troops from neighboring Eritrea have started withdrawing from the Tigray region. The Eritreans have been fighting Tigray's ruling TPLF alongside the Ethiopian government. Here's the BBC's Mary Harper. It's difficult to verify the information. There have been recent reports of Eritreans beefing up their presence in some places. 
The announcement of the withdrawal came the day after the powerful G7 group of countries issued a strong statement calling on the Eritreans to leave immediately. In some ways, Eritrea has achieved what it wanted in Tigray, to punish its long-standing enemy, the TPLF, and to empty camps housing tens of thousands of Eritrean refugees fleeing human rights abuses at home. This is NPR News. The NAACP is committed to equality for all people, especially the equality of foundational black Americans. Every other child gets a chance at economic equality. Every other child gets a chance at living the best life they possibly can. Doesn't he deserve a chance to? Learn more at NAACP.org. Now, Mr. Nelson asked you a few questions about your video going viral and how that's changed your life. Remember that at the end? Yes. Uh, would you tell the ladies and gentlemen how you're viewing, experiencing what happened to George Floyd has affected your life? When I look at George Floyd, I look at, I look at my dad. I look at my brothers, I look at my cousins, my uncles, because they are all black. I have black I have a black father, I have a black brother, I have black friends. And I I look at that and I look at how that could have been one of them. It's been nice. I stayed up apologizing and and apologizing to George Floyd for not doing more and not physically interacting and not saving his life, but like. That was uh, Darnella. Uh, she shot the video that is world famous, that has gone viral, the video of Officer Derek Chauvin with his neck. On, with his knee on George Floyd's neck, uh, once again, a video that shocked the world and really caused a movement that we have not seen in this country in a very long time. Welcome back in 347-850-1272. Uh, all this week, uh, the Derek uh, Chauvin trial has been on TV. And uh, I know a lot of people may not have the opportunity to watch it because they're at work, but it's riveting testimony. And, you know, last week I asked a question to Mr. Elias and to Johnny Dave if they thought that justice would be carried out uh, in this case. And Mr. Elias was like, nope, he'll get a slap on the hand and they'll move on. Johnny D was a little bit more optimistic. But after a week of trial testimony, I'll re-ask the question, Mr. Elias, if you had an opportunity to see the uh, uh, the, the, the television coverage of the uh, trial or if you've had the opportunity to uh, look at some of the news clips that have uh, come from this. Uh, do you have a new assessment of what you think is going to happen, or, or are you going to stand firm on the fact that you think that at the end of the day, this man will get a slap on his hand, on his wrist, for right. taking the life of George Floyd? 
uh, you know, Jay, I, I still stand firm. I stand firm because they they have the other officers not gonna they're gonna get a slap on the wrist too. You know, if I if I was in a car with four people and they murdered, somebody murdered somebody, and I, I was standing there watching watching it happen, and I knew it was happening, I knew what was going to happen, I would go to jail. As you know, even though if I didn't pull the trigger. So the bottom line is, let's see what happens. The other three I was in, and I think Derek Chauvin is gonna get off with a slap on the wrist because right now. They're putting George Floyd on trial. They're saying that he's okay. going to die because of the drugs that was in his system. And I asked those people that can tell me that, give me the lottery numbers for next week. Because if you knew when somebody was going to die, that means you know you can foresee the future. But, hey, man, this is America. And I America has a dark past with black people. And, hey, man, if he gets a slap on the wrist, hell, look what happened to Breonna Taylor. Look, if a man gets a, if this man gets, if this law gives a slap on the wrist, don't be surprised. Do not be. Now, when you bring up Breonna Taylor, and I'm going to swing around to you on this one, Vanessa. He brought up Breonna Taylor. I think this situation is different. I mean, America witnessed the murder of George Floyd. America didn't see the the, the murder of Breonna Taylor. Now, both deaths yeah, they were are significant. A tremendous, and, and, yeah. and, and, and it has been a tremendous loss to the families. I get it, Mr. Elliott. So I understand where you're going. No, didn't they, didn't, but, they, didn't, they, didn't they witness the guy on the highway being shot Report from, the, from the female police well, that's officer? That's true. Well, that's true. That's they true. In another that? case that... Nothing yeah, happened. In her. another case... Nothing happened to her? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're referring to when the African-American man's car broke down the middle of the road and an officer who was chasing mm-hmm. someone else stopped and, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, we've seen all the video. I mean, so I get what you're saying, but mm-hmm. I think this one's different, Vanessa. I think it's different because, once again, America witnessed this. This was during COVID. Everyone was at home when this happened. So I, I just, and now after you've seen a week of testimony, because I know you've been tuning in, what do you think? Do you think that this man will be convicted uh, of this crime or or do you fall in the camp of Mr. Elias saying that uh, this guy will walk? I don't say he will walk. What, what do you say? Slap on the wrist. Oh, but basically you're saying he's – so, what, okay, what's your definition of a slap on the wrist? The same thing that happened to the guy in, um, that shot the uh, young man out of Chicago. They had, what he happened? shot him 16 times. Laquan McDonald, he shot him okay, 16 so what, times. He got and he got five years in jail for unarmed. And he said that that young man was coming at him with a knife, and that he had to protect himself. And he felt that uh, that that, that uh, he was in danger. And it all proved Laquan McDonald was walking away, and he shot that that young man in the back sixteen times. And they were trying to cover that up until a videotape, until a reporter asked for the videotape to come out. And when they did that, the city said, hey, here's $3 million to his mother and move on, and, and, and we're going to get this guy five years slap on the wrist. Okay. All right. All right. So that's your definition. of he, So he's saying a light prison sentence for what happened with Laquan McDowell. Now, listen, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know if these cases are apples and oranges. I don't know if one was a first-degree murder charge versus a third-degree murder charge. I saw the videotape, and, yeah, you're right, he was walking away, but I can see where a jury can come back and say, well, he did have a knife, blah, 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 whatever. 
that's fine. But what I'm saying here, this was a situation. None of this only is. I'm not making light of that. I'm just trying to look at it from both sides of the fence. This is a situation. Miss Elias, I understand. Miss Elias, I understand. I want to give Vanessa's uh, comments on this. I hear what Mr. Elias is saying about that situation. But once again, I try to look at it from both sides. I'm on his side, Mr. Elias' side in this case, because I saw it. But the guy did have a knife. And so people can say, well, you know, we don't know what happened before or after the tape was taken, whatever. This situation was they used deadly force against a man who was already in police custody who had expired un- while under the knee of Derek Chauvin. And after listening to a week's worth of testimony, do you feel do you feel the way Mr. Elias feels that this officer will get a light sentence, uh, maybe five years or less, or whatever the case may be, uh, because uh, you know due to the death of George Floyd? What do you think? No, he ain't gonna get no life sentence. <laughs> That's funny. No, he's not gonna get one. Okay, he is going to get some time. Because when that black man with them white glasses cried and they had to go on a break, when that little girl who uh, did the video said she can't sleep at night because she wished she had done more, but it shouldn't have been her, it should have been him, and she turned and pointed at him, oh, he's going to jail. He's going to get some time. But I think he's only going to get light time, like 10 years or something. I think that one of those jurors, that stood before those people and said, I can do an honest one of lines. I think that there is a white person that's somewhere sitting over there and them jurors that's not going to let him get life or the electric chair or any of that. I really, really do. I believe it's somebody that's over there that's not going to let him get life, but they are going to let him get time. Am I, am I explaining that correctly? I hope I am. I yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. And I said life, not life sentence. Yeah, he's, he's going to get like 10 years or something. There's a white juror that is sitting over there going, that Negro should have been killed. He had opioids mm-hmm. in the system. Yep. And he yep, yep, had yep, yep. blah, blah, blah. I believe that. I believe. Let me tell y'all, I'm going to be honest. Let's be honest. It's Easter Sunday. If I had an opportunity to be on that case, I would have sat there like a princess. Oh, absolutely. I didn't see a whole lot of it, but I know about it. Yes, I can do an honest assessment, and then I would plead his ass. I mean, I'm sorry. I would plead him to be at the election. <laughs> so I'm just telling you, I know I would have stood there so I could be on this case and make sure that he had life. So there is a white person that is sitting there doing the same thing because I would have done it. I would have yeah. done it. And then as far as the person who y'all said got shot 16 times or whatever, he he got away with that because I don't care if a police officer say, drop the knife. These people need to start dropping the knife. And how how you want to take a knife to a gunfight? But they need to start doing what the police tell them to do. That does not mean that they had to shoot that boy down. But but that's what the jurors saw. They told him to drop the knife. He didn't. He killed him. So we only going to give him some time. That's how these people are getting away with this stuff. Uh, yeah, I got yeah. one question. Right. Because, because y'all are there with, Bobby wants to know, was that $20 bill counterfeit? That's what he wants to know. 
I don't know. I don't think they've determined whether or not it was, was counterfeit, but they did interview the store clerk, and the store clerk said he wished he would have yeah, taken it. Yeah, we saw him. I saw what, him. What the, what the store clerk said really was the guy who was with George Floyd was the one who tried to originally pass it off, the guy in the red pants or whoever he was. And um, and so he tried to pass it off. Then he, I guess he gave it to George Floyd, and it was powerful testimony that the store clerk said that he don't he said, I don't think Mr. Floyd knew it was, was phony. All right, we have, uh, man, we have four, about seven minutes left in the segment. I'm going to get Johnny D's take on this. Johnny, um, you know, first of all, let me get some clarification. I think the maximum that he could be charged in this case is 12 years because I think it's a murder. I think I it's a third-degree murder charge. Okay, I don't know. Maybe you're right. But it's not – life is not on the uh, table, and the death penalty is not on the table. So you can rule those two out. Right. Johnny D. Man, give me your thoughts. I'm not sure if you had the opportunity to watch any of this. But knowing we call you the educated brother for a reason. I'm pretty sure you did your homework. Uh, what's your assessment of where we are with this uh, particular trial? And, and, you know, are you still optimistic that this man will be proven charged guilty and will serve a significant amount of time for the death of George Floyd? Well, I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a student and a study of, of, of these type of incidents because it involves a profession that I've given so much of, of my life to. Um, and, I, and I think what we have to do is, is, is temper our expectations. Uh, as, as you indicated earlier, Jay, and you and Ms. Vanessa, unless he's not going to get the death penalty, he's not going to get a life sentence. Uh, will he be charged? I'm still very optimistic that the evidence – um, will be, you know, demonstrated. Um, at this point in time, you you have to believe that that the prosecution uh, has has certainly uh, represented its case, um, which means I do believe that 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 the due process uh, will not be questioned and the rule of law will will, will take favor. Uh, all of the ones that's gotten up there and shown the emotional testimony. Sometimes that that does and does not move a jury. Uh, to be quite honest with you, um, I tell you that probably to me the most bizarre of all the testimonies of the week was was the girlfriend. You know, it. I wasn't mm-hmm. too sure if she was an enemy combatant or what what have you, but uh, her mm-hmm. testimony was was somewhat um, interesting in, in the fact that that she allowed the defense attorney to to, to correlate uh, her with being mama. I mean. You know, really, you know, when 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 a black man anguishes in that degree of pain, and the and and I go back to that incident, standing on video, and when he cried out to his mother, I understand that pain because only in the most extreme cases have I sat back in my life and said, "Mama, okay." So for her to right. correlate that, and even with the drug use, and, and 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 let me move quickly to my end, the difference between. 2020 arrest and the 2019 arrest when George Floyd was arrested. He was found to have drugs in his system in 2019. The difference being is he wasn't killed, okay? Those officers used mitigating circumstances to get the young man down to the jail and, and allowed the court systems to take place. So all of this this notion that, you know, he had drugs in the system, what I, what I would do if I'm the prosecutor, I'm, 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 I'm going to bring back that. I'm going to take that ammunition out of it. I'm going to say, okay, you know, let's go back to 2019. George Floyd was arrested. George Floyd had drugs in the system. George Floyd was here up until Derek Chauvin killed him. And, yep. you know, to me, some powerful testimony 
is when you get the EMS people and they arrive on the scene. And I mean, these guys are, are you know, unbiased. Right. You know, they, these are people mm-hmm. who save lives. And for them to get there and step back and say, hey, he was dead on the scene, that means you killed him. So, yeah, I think that he will be prosecuted. I think he will be sentenced. It depends on what you believe is due due justice. Uh, To some, you know, an eye for an eye would be equal justice. In this case, that's not going to happen. But I think that he will be charged and he will be sentenced. Uh, you know, one of the things that people are talking about, because we have about three minutes left in the segment, a, a, what a lot of people who are watching this are saying, uh, Mr. Elias, that there's, you know, there's a possibility that uh, the video of George Floyd, because we're seeing angles that we've never seen before, uh, they, it may be overexposure, that the prosecution risks overexposure, but you know, because at some point in time they're thinking that maybe the jury will become numb to this. Uh, but I'm telling you, every angle that I've seen, all it has done is strengthen my resolve to say this man was murdered by this cop. And how the prosecution is putting together the case, uh, in my opinion, has been damn near flawless. I'll give you the last word, Mr. Elias. Well, you know, some of it has been flawless. I've, I've watched some of it. You know, uh, here and there because, you know, I'm at work. But the bottom line is, you know what, man? This is America. But this is America. At the end of the day, this is America. And uh, these racist white folks are who they are, man. So, you know, they're not going to let this. They're not going to let this get away. Come on, man. These, these racist white folks are not going to let this police officer go down for this. Come on, man. You know, you, you talk about you talk about the guy, uh, Jacob Blake in, in Wisconsin. He was hit. You you watched that happen. He shot that man in the back seven times. He's paralyzed. Shot him. Did he get charged with anything? We saw that one. That was on live TV right after, right after George Floyd. Did he get charged with anything? This is America, man. I, this is America. Minute, the I know Jay got to move on. I was sitting in the nail shop. And and people, this white girl was looking at the TV set, and and she looked appalled and insulted and like wow. I turned around to see what she was looking at. She was looking at the TV that was over my back that had George Floyd's case and the man with his hands in the pocket and was squinting down. And I said, yeah, that's the George Floyd case. And she said, you know, every time people come on my TV, I would just turn the channel. But I can't believe he did that. All the black people in the beauty shop, and it was in Maryland, Jason. It was over there with some bougie white people. And so mm. all the black people turned and looked at that girl like, how you ain't never seen that? She has never seen it. She was outraged in the nail shop. This was Friday. Outraged Thursday. She was outraged in the nail shop to see that man, that police officer with his hands in his pocket on that boy's neck. Y'all would be surprised probably, and me too, how many white people actually don't know how George Floyd died or even that the man had his hands in his pocket. So she yeah. saw the black, they were showing clips of the black man crying. So this white girl was tripping. And she looked like she might have been a school teacher or something. You know, she didn't look like she was no out the street or something, not in this nail shop. So I'm, I'm just saying to say, I wonder how many white people are now actually paying attention to this. I'm yeah, absolutely correct. 
you're, you're, I'm not surprised because you can walk around today and, and ask people who the vice president is. They wouldn't know. It's just Americans. They tune into what they want to tune into, and, and it's just amazing how they're not informed as far as what's going on. All right, so today is April 4th. Uh, obviously, 53 years ago, Dr. Martin Luther King was assassinated. In this week's edition of Convener Time, something that you need to know, we're going to reflect on that. You listen to the serious side. We'll be right back after this. Don't you go anywhere. Fifty-three years ago on this day, Dr. Martin Luther King was assassinated in Memphis, Tennessee. In this week's edition, in four minutes or less, something that you need to know. We will take a closer look at the death of Dr. Martin Luther King, the aftermath revisited by those who were there. It's Kavina time. In four minutes or less, something that you need to know. What, it, what the riots told the politicians was that if you don't listen to people like Dr. King, this is what can happen. It was the result of taking one of our heroes and killing him. That's what it was. Dr. Martin Luther King, the apostle of nonviolence in the civil rights movement, has been shot to death in Memphis, Tennessee. cut down Dr. King as he stood on a hotel balcony in Memphis. Within an hour, Dr. King was dead. When we found out, I mean, we were just quiet. We just stood there. It was an attack on us all. Um, and it was an example of even if you were the kind of man that Dr. King was, they'll still come and get you. They don't respect that. We were in class. And um, I remember the uh, teacher, uh, Miss uh, Pettigrew, she was the vice principal, uh, became to the loudspeaker and said that um, there had been some disturbance, that Dr. King had been... Um, had been uh, killed, was dead, and that uh, we need to go straight home. Martin Luther King Jr. was killed tonight in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, then the news was coming over the television. There were no cell phones back then about what was going on down in this area. And I began to walk around and uh, begin to see some things that I've never seen. Some of the worst trouble of the day occurred in Washington, D.C., the very heart of the nation. In some ghettos there was looting arson and bloodshed during the night some young people were looting they were breaking into stores and liquor stores and uh, taking things out um, really pretty chaotic no one expected this to happen no one prepared for it to happen on this corner right here was K Jewelers and K Jewelers burnt to the ground I mean the bricks and everything else you had um, steel beams basically coming up out of the sky that were bright red orange, the stayed bright red orange for many, many, many days. And um, the, the smoke that you saw basically came out of A Street for years. And Morton was one of those buildings uh, right here on the corner of 7th and 8th Street uh, that was basically looted and eventually uh, set on fire. And um, I remember a friend of mine went in and um, he uh, never came out when the building uh, began to collapse. Tonight, the White House and the Capitol are surrounded by federal troops. They were brought in on the orders of President Johnson. They, they called in the federal troops uh, some National Guard people. And the National Guard was an interesting bunch. They were lined up here on this street here in the 800 block of H Street. Um, you can see them um, in, in trucks. It was uh, flatbed trucks. And they all had uh, the little metal helmets. They had the, um, the long rifles with the bayonets, the knives on top. 4,000 National Guard and federal troops are in this uneasy town tonight. Most are equipped with M16 rifles, helmets, and gas masks. They were young guys from Maryland to Virginia, primarily white, 
who were had joined the National Guard, and then all of a sudden they're given guns and tear gas rifles and told to go into this area and try to bring some semblance of order to it. You could look at their faces, some of them, they were trying to be stern, but when I, there was one period I remember looking at a bunch of them, I said, these are young kids with these guns, my God. Police report having made more than 600 arrests, with over half these still in custody. Three deaths have been reported so far. You know, the police in the, in the city had never been too friendly to African Americans here anyway. That mentality to a certain degree, uh, which was a war-type military mentality, still exists to this day. That's one thing that hasn't been cleaned up since our past. The uh, police department has always been um, hurtful in the African American community, and to this day, the police department is still hurtful to a certain degree in the African American community. I ask every citizen to reject the blind violence that has struck Dr. King, who lived by nonviolence. This was not something that just ignited one night. Uh, this was the result of decades, maybe some people say centuries, of uh, mistreatment of African Americans, not only in Washington, but across the country. And so people had just gotten fed up. And, and the, the killing of Dr. King just brought it up all the way up to this, this boiling point. We would always say that, you know, Dr. King had a dream, but we had to work. We had to work to make that dream come alive. We had to work to make neighborhoods come together. We had to work to bring people together and have them communicate. I got everybody on that wall. And that work still continues to this day. I think that we are in the age of correction right now to a certain degree, that we have to go through these periods to make America better, as simple as that. Online radio at its best. Corporate backlash against Georgia's new election law is mounting, with Apple CEO Tim Cook on Thursday joining the chorus of critics. Major U.S. companies are challenging the law, which many critics say suppresses voting among black Americans and other racial minorities. In a statement, Cook said Thursday, quote, American history is a story of expanding the right to vote to all citizens, and black people in particular have had to march, struggle, and even give their lives for more than a century to defend that right. The Republican-backed Georgia law, signed last week by Governor Brian Kemp, strengthened ID requirements for absentee ballots, shortened early voting periods for runoff elections, and made it a misdemeanor for people to offer food and water to voters waiting in line. With Senate Bill 202. Kemp says the law is another step to making our elections fair and secure. But many CEOs have publicly disagreed. Dozens of black executives, including Merck CEO Kenneth Frazier, called on more of their peers in U.S. companies to push back against such restrictive election laws. In a Wednesday interview with CBS This Morning, former American Express CEO Ken Chenault spoke about their campaign. There is nothing more fundamental than voting rights. And the reality is what we're doing is we're calling on companies not to make just general statements about the importance of voting and voter suppression. We're saying, take a stand, publicly oppose any legislation that denies the opportunity to vote. And on Thursday, Delta CEO Ed Bastian told CBS this morning he disagreed with the final bill after the airline on Friday had praised it. But when we got a chance to finally see it all put together, 
and had a chance to digest it, as well as listen and hear from the voices of our people about it, we realized that this was restricting their access, our, our people's access, particularly in the black community. Uh, and it did not step forward. It, it's important that we take a step forward here. Governor Kemp on Wednesday criticized a company memo by Delta CEO who called the final bill unacceptable. Kemp said the memo, quote, stands in stark contrast to our conversations with the company and ignores the content of the new law. Kemp also tweeted, I refuse to back down from this fight because the integrity of our elections is the foundation of who we are as Georgians. Welcome back here, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. That was exhausting. Just listening to that whole thing and how Georgia's trying to pull this nonsense that they're trying to pull. Forty four minutes after the hour, uh, you listen to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio. And it's best. Now, last week, we talked about this particular bill, and we talked about how we thought maybe athletes need to step up and really show what they're dealing with. Now, a week later, you are seeing major corporations saying, okay, uh, we need to step up. And it's not because of the fact that they felt that it was, I think, well, let me rephrase that. They tried to remain anonymous a little bit in this whole thing. What I mean by that is they put out a little statement, but they didn't really put their full-throated endorsement behind the banishment of this bill until black leaders in Atlanta, and like Mr. Elias says every week, you know, you want to hit them, hit them in the pocket. Vanessa, you started seeing people, because you mentioned this last week, you said, well, where's Stacey Abrams? Stacey Abrams them are out there on the front lines fighting this battle. Now you're seeing community leaders, especially in Atlanta, stepping up, putting pressure on Coca-Cola, putting pressure. Uh, Major League Baseball now has decided to take away the All-Star game. So now you're starting to see the impact and the power of the people. And so, Vanessa, when you look at what's going on in Georgia, and keep in mind, while all this is going on in Georgia, Vanessa, guess what's going on right here in Texas? They just passed the damn law to restrict voter rights for people here in Texas. So let's not take our eye off the prize. They are, exact, they are doing this stuff, and they're doing it in broad daylight, Vanessa. What say you? Well, you know, I, I have been making posts about Georgia, not a whole lot because everybody's so exhausted behind my post. Um, and I told them Texas is next. And sure enough, they're passing stuff, and ain't nobody paying attention. And when voting time comes, that's when everybody's going to realize it, and they're going to be appalled. And you know what Vanessa going to be in, looking at them like, I told you, dummies. I told y'all. So, Jay, <laughs> they're also telling Southwest Airlines uh, to get involved in it because Americans – took a stand uh, on the Texas, what Texas is doing with voting rights. So I don't know if Southwest is taking a stand at this point, but I'm sure they will because American did. So the same thing is going on in Georgia. It's going on in Texas. It's just not quite as bad. But the governor is horrible. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's just, it's just as bad, except for the water thing. It's just the fact that they're flying under the radar. They're using the Georgia situation as cover. It's just as bad, with the exception of not giving people water. It's just as bad. They're restricting well, our right to they vote. Didn't say, Let's just call it Texas what it is. Not said, 
that I know of, Jay, Texas have not said that you can't vote on the weekend. Georgia, okay, go you back can't look at vote the law. on the weekend. Huh? Okay, well, I'll go back. I have to go back and look at the law. Well, so, Georgia, you, know you cannot vote on the weekend. You can't vote after 5 o'clock. Texas does not have that in there. So it's bad, but yeah, it's not quite as okay. extreme as Georgia. Did they did they okay. pass the law that if they don't like who won the election, they can change that too? I don't no. think they did that in Texas. I have to go back no. and look. Yeah, That's but they did that in Georgia. Today. Texas is doing some stuff, but it's not as bad as Georgia. Georgia is to the extreme. Now, if Texas starts trying to pass stuff like that, you will be seeing me blow post up. But no, they're not. They're, it's not that extreme, Jay. Read Georgia's. Georgia's is crazy. They can't vote on the weekends, which is going to hurt people that's working. They can't vote after 5 o'clock. They can't have water when they're in line. They can change whoever they want if they don't like who got elected. I mean, Georgia's is like the, it's going to the Supreme Court. Well, you know what's going to happen there. Texas is yeah. not that bad. Well, yeah. Well, you say it's not that bad. It's bad. It's any time, uh, Johnny B, any time a state or a party is trying to restrict its citizens from voting, it's bad. You know, it's like, okay, well, a person right in the middle of the presidential election and you weren't appalled and insulted then when they didn't have a yes, I was. boxes in the whole city of Vanessa. Vanessa, how, Vanessa, I raised holy hell about that. If there was only one Dropbox at, uh, the, at, the, at the Toyota Center. Matter of fact, I was screaming when I was talking about that. People said, Jay, lost his mind again. I was. Know what I tell people? What? Send donations to help them fight. Well, yeah, but, 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 but Johnny, let, let, let me swing to you, man. Anytime uh-huh. a, a party. Or uh, you know any type any time a, a, a political party try to restrict uh, a certain uh, fraction of the uh, fashion of the government of, of the of the people to vote, you know it's bad. Okay, well he he only got shot one time. He shot him sixteen times, but he shot him once. You know, damn matter. He was shot. And at the end of the day, that's what's going on here, man. Uh, give me a comment right. on what's going on in Georgia. It's appalling, but as as you have said, Jay and Miss Vanessa, this is going on in 43 other states where the suppression of 47. voting rights are, are being. It's, now, what'd you say, state? Uh, it's for unless it's 47. It's, it's 47. 47. Okay, okay. Wow. So that that means every day, every day is increasing. Um, but it, it goes back to 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 the famous words of, of left every week: get out there and vote. Now, if they're trying to restrict it, that means it's important. So that means you got to get out there and you start at your local leaders, which we've talked about being so important. You know, at the federal and state levels, that's, that's just as important when you get to these national elections. But these are the persons that sat in there going to the local PTAs, going to the Chamber of Commerce, going to the Moose Lodges, coming to the schools. These are the ones that are influencing your every day that's enacting legislation to take away your ability to have a voice. This is what the Republican Party does. This is part of their strategy. So this goes back with, with, with McCarthy, where they talked about, look, the only way that we can continuously win and, and have any type of, well, I tell you what, let's go back further than that right there. Let's go back to the three-fifths rule, okay? Let's go back to, to the slavery days in the three-fifths rule, where what the, 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 the white Southerners 
they didn't necessarily want to be um, want blacks to vote, but what they did want, they wanted to have a populace of people so that they can get more representatives because of the numbers. So it goes back that far. And then as, as, as you started to see um, more and more people shifting towards the Democratic Party, then it was like voter suppression. So this is an age-old strategy that they've been utilizing um, to, 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 to a point. Now, of course, as they get to courts, and they certainly have the courts now, now that they can set back and validate it through gerrymandering and redistricting and restricting voting laws, and it's basically going to go unimpeded. At, 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 at the local and state level. So, I mean, we are up against a fight. And unless you have these companies like Major League Baseball, unless you have the Coca-Cola, <clears throat> unless you have the city groups out there protesting, because let's face it, America is about economics. So if you hit them in the pocket and hit them in the wallet, then you can get some change. This isn't the first time that this has been done. You know, when, years ago when, when, when I stayed in, in Arizona, same thing, you know, until they enacted and passed uh, Martin Luther King's birthday as a holiday, the NFL took the Super Bowls. There was other companies and stuff yep. that's going towards Arizona. So this is a this is a strategy that can work. You know, um, our, our reality is, is, is this here, and, and you've heard me say it. They hate us because we're black. They mistreat us because we're poor. Economics. Exactly. Economics is America's god. You're, you're right about that, and you know, and it's interesting, you know, like you talked about how they took the Super Bowl away from from from, uh, from that particular state when it happened. Uh, you know, Georgia has become the new mecca for sports. I mean, you know, once again, I mentioned this last week how Georgia was rewarded for their stance on civil rights back in the day. That's one of the reasons why a lot of the sporting events gravitated to Georgia. But I guess what's striking to me, and we have two minutes left in the segment, what's what's really striking to me is the fact that how defiant this guy is. He really thinks that he is standing on uh, moral ground. He's talking about, you know, how this has enhanced a person's right to vote. Then he's trying to say, well, when we talk to these different companies behind closed doors, they have a problem with the bill. But now, because of the left and Joe Biden, you know, Major League Baseball is, you know, really kowtowing to the left. Uh, once again, two minutes left. Uh, Jerome is announced. Good morning, Jerome. How are you? Let me get some comments on you before we get out of the set. What say you? Hey, Good morning, man. How you doing? Doing good, good. morning, Jerome. Hey, good morning. Good morning. All right. What's going on, Johnny? Good morning. Oh, Vanessa's there. Hey, Vanessa. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I I don't know. You you just want me to comment generally on voting rights? Yeah, just give me yeah, just give just give me a comment here, man. We're two minutes out. Give me give me give me your just comments on this real quick on uh, voting rights. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know Jackie was here as well. Okay. Yeah, the only thing I think that, the, to say about the whole concept of this is it is going to put pressure on federal government to do something about voting rights. And uh-huh. um, so that H.R. 1 is probably going to get through because of what they're doing in these states. Because if they weren't doing this, people would say, oh, we don't need a Voting Rights Act, and we, that doesn't happen anymore. And they're going wild. They're pushing federal government to – you know, get rid of filibuster, which they're going to do, and to get to a point where they can just pass it Democrat side. They're going to pass that Voting Rights Act. I mean, the, the states are, are – they are to administer voting, but they don't get to determine who votes or not. 
right? So they're just okay. kind of overseeing the voting process. But this, the federal government determines that, right? And so that's a constitution issue. Who has the right to vote? American citizens. So unless those states yeah. start getting really restrictive to say you can't vote in state elections, but you can vote in federal elections, that's going to happen. Or you're going to make federal government, and the Supreme Court is going to adhere to this. I mean, you think about what they tried to do and sue the Supreme Court to overturn the um, Electoral College. They wouldn't even do that. An Electoral College should have been easier than individuals' votes because Electoral Colleges are not, um, they are not elected by the people, right? So whenever you say that in voting, the people who are not elected by the people get to determine who um who your candidates are or who your um, what your outcomes are, the there's precedent for this. The Supreme Court is going to talk yeah. that. But they're, they're just pushing we'll it so. so it goes to the Supreme Court. So no matter how conservative the Supreme Court is, the Supreme Court is never going to do that because that means that if Democrats take over, they may start gutting everything. People only think about stuff yeah. when they win, but the other side may just eat your stuff, eat, take your lunch, you know, next time. Yeah. Take those blows until uh, until they're back in uh, power again. Good stuff. All right, we're gonna step out. We'll be right back after this. Oh, those boys are much too much. Those boys are much too much. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We're gonna beat them and bust them. Beat them. Smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today.
America is starting to breathe again. A decent man as president, a plan to protect us. It feels almost normal, but it's not. Republicans still will not admit that President Biden was legally elected, which means they don't believe in democracy. They believe an election is only legitimate if they win. That's not democracy. Their plan? Pass voter suppression bills to block minorities from voting. Take back Congress. Impeach President Biden. We refuse. We refuse to accept the end of the American experiment. We refuse to allow anti-democratic autocrats to steal our country. We choose to fight. And we will not lose. Join us. Online radio at its best. Police say a 65-year-old woman was walking to church when a man punched and kicked her while shouting anti-Asian slurs. This is Midtown Manhattan. You can see the attacker stomping on the woman's upper body and head three times after she fell onto the sidewalk. A security guard watched the whole time, and then more show up. None stopped the attacker, not one. No one helped the woman. One even appeared to close the door on her. Officials say medics took the woman to a hospital with a broken pelvis. She's now listed in stable condition. Welcome back in, 347-850-1272. Top of the hour, we're seeing things that are happening to Asian people as a direct result of Donald Trump. You still ask me, give me your thoughts on this. You know what, man, this is outrageous. I watched this video that you're talking about, and um, they, man, this man stomped this woman to the ground, called all, did all kind of stuff, called all kind of stuff, and then... The men in the store, these men in the store closed their doors and locked it. How much of a damn coward do you have to be if you are going to watch a woman go get beat like this and then um, you do nothing about it? Wow, it's just ridiculous to me, man. I thought to myself, how in the hell can you uh, sit there and, and... and, and just watch this. It's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. And then, you know, I'm, I'm listening to different different Asian people talk, and a lot of people, uh, I, I listen to Margaret Cho, she said she's, she's actually scared to go outside. This, I mean, how... I, I, look, man. White people are they they are they're devilish, man. You know, people what? people I should say people are devilish, man. To just beat to beat somebody down for their race. You gonna beat so somebody see, down. That wasn't white. Race. That was a black dude yeah. who did that. I was say, yeah, I was a black dude, yeah. I was gonna say people are people are devilish. They're they're just devilish. They're they're, they're ignorant. It's ignorant crap. And there's nowhere in the world I'd have sat there and watched that and not run out their door and try and try and take that cat's clock off. I'm sorry. At my age, I'd, I'd have tried to, I'd have tried to, I'd have picked up something and tried to beat the living hell out of him with it. I'm sorry. But, but John, hey, let, let me swing to you on this one, Johnny, because one of the things that they're talking about passing now, and this is where I think it's going to get a little bit uh, fuzzy, all right? They're, they're talking about passing laws to not only 
you know, to combat this type of situation where people are out here beating up Asian folks. And this is a direct result of Donald Trump and, and talking about the Kung flu and all this other stuff. I mean, this is what he does. This man's uh, impact on America, it's going to take a lot of damn Kleenex and a, lo- a lot of damn Clorox, I should say, to get this thing off. It's going to be here for a long time. His four years in office is going to have a long-term impact on this country. But they're talking about passing laws saying, okay, if you are standing by witnessing this, and if you don't do anything, you could be arrested. So now you put yourself in the shoes of the people that are watching. They don't know if that guy has a gun. I mean, how do you, I mean, if they pass something like that, how do you feel about that? I mean, because like Mr. Elias, I've been in a situation before where I've seen someone get assaulted and, uh, and I jumped out. And tried to hit. Matter of fact, just yesterday, hit my daughter's basketball game. A fight broke out, and I jumped up and tried to grab the guy who was, you know, creating all the commotion. So some of us are going to jump into action because it's just our natural instinct. But what about those who are saying, "Look, why am I risking my life? I don't know this person. I don't know what this person has on them." You know, what do you think if they pass a law saying it's illegal for you to sit by and watch? Thank you, Vanessa. What do you think, John? Yeah. You know, I, I, I echo the sentiments of Ms. Vanessa. Whenever you get involved in a situation, first and foremost, think about safety, think about escalation. So, you know, that's that's my public announcement. But but nevertheless, uh, you know, we, we have really become a sensationalist uh, society where people will sit there and let you literally get killed so that they can video and, and post it. And that's just the mm-hmm. type of country that we're living in. Now, the to me, I think the sentiments of this open, blatant uh, hate for for others because of their, their their race and their gender and their lifestyle and their socioeconomic status, uh, it really started to propel itself on November fourth, two thousand and eight. That's the day that I I call my, my 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 Independence Day because that's the date that America voted for President Obama, um, America's favorite president, uh, but. At that point in time, I think that you had um, the Caucasian Americans and and, and Asian Americans and and others started to really show their resentment towards African Americans as if, you know, oh, y'all think y'all have made it now. So let's just be honest. Uh, I don't condone the the level of violence that's targeted at any group of of persons, Uh, certainly at this point in time, you see that it's being highlighted with the Asian Americans, but you know African Americans have been catching it for quite some time. But what I don't want to do is I, I I hate seeing, you know, that the, the that these you know you got African Americans, you know, going out committing these 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 arbitrary assaults on Asian Americans because of I mean the hypocrisy behind that is is just Un, unbeknownst to me, you know, I was sitting here looking at at uh, some some of the news channels, and I saw a 24 year old man acting a fool down in, in in the Queen City, where he went in there with a with a with a steel pole and and destroyed an, an Asian American's um, uh, business. Now, again, the, the relationships have always been predicated on the the supply and demand. Um, we've always been you know the the consumers, and they have been the suppliers. And I think sometimes uh, that that lack of regards for the community 
has been something that I've had to deal with in a professional standpoint as well as a personal standpoint. But what we're seeing today is unprecedented. Was it was it provoked by 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 Trump? We can sit back and we can say that Donald Trump is certainly the 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 the, the fueler of a lot of people, but they already had it in them. So all they needed was an excuse to come out. So yeah, he set the stage and, and as the as as the person who held the highest office in the world, for him to promote the type of disdain for individuals that he did, it certainly inspired people to get out there and feel that, you know, these attacks were were, were just. All of those those um those treasonous on January the sixth. You know, those who sat back and can convince themselves that, hey, you know, the president told us to do this, you know, they're confident in that and they don't see where they've done anything wrong. But in fact, you know, they 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 are not patriotic. Those are treasonous and they betrayed the country. They attempted a coup. But what we're seeing with the Asian-Americans um, has to be addressed. And, and we have to take on that cause for them as well and support them. In, in their efforts to set back and combat it. Now, do I agree with, with with arresting individuals who don't help? No, because you don't know the circumstances. But again, the sensationalism that's going on in America is just beyond me. You know, I I I, I tell I've always told people, look, in today's society, you can't sit back and let somebody assault you because when the, when when the phones come out. They're going to show out on you, so you better get up and fight for your life because that is, that's, that's the truth. You know, It ain't no one hit and yeah. you walk away. It's, it's, I'm going to stomp you. I'm going to beat you because I'm showing off these cameras. But to take that out of the hands of somebody that's walking down and just saying, you know what, I don't know if the person has a gun. Now, the people that Les is talking about were security guards that shut the door. How in the world? Yeah. I mean, yeah. trained people, they sat there and closed mm-hmm. the door like, okay, you don't matter. And, and and now that that is just absolutely criminal and complicit, yeah. and they should be arrested. Now you take an average citizen who, who doesn't have the training to disarm and, and intercede, then I would say it's, it would be hard for me as a judge to step back and do so. But if that person had a phone and posted it up instead of having a phone and recording it for for for, for evidence, then I then I'd arrest them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. All right, we're we're almost we're, we're over, but let, let me let me take another minute or so. Uh, Vanessa, give me thirty seconds. I promise I'll give you more time in the next segment. Give me thirty seconds on this. I don't have anything, honey. I posted it. They all need to be in jail. I feel sorry for that lady. And you know what? Black people need to stop all of this mess because they've been treating us like that for years. That's all I got to say about that. They all need. Mm, wow, straight. I agree with you, and, and Jerome. Real quick, man. Yep, I agree. I agree with Vanessa. You know, the issue is that we need to, um, everybody needs to stop all that mess. And anybody, I don't believe that they need to go to jail, though, but that's a, I, that takes more than 30 seconds. But I just want to say that people need to stop all of this nonsense. The pe- the guy who did it needs to go to jail for a long time, though, because that's crazy. Yeah. But the yeah. other guy didn't crazy. render aid. But didn't he, but he, he got suspended, but he should be in trouble for not rendering aid that yeah. yeah, exactly. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk That's about that. Matter of fact, doing the introductions, we're gonna have a little bit more time doing our introductions. So we'll we'll pick it up when we say good morning to our crew. All right, we'll be right back after this Don't you go anywhere. Right now the COVID nineteen vaccines are available to millions of Americans. And soon they will be available to everyone. This vaccine means full. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. 
I want to go back to work and I want to be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, to hug her and see her on her birthday. You know what I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Rangers Stadium with a full stadium. We've lost enough people and we've suffered enough damage. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you. I don't expect you to understand. You can't imagine how I'm feeling. I can't admit it to myself. So where would I even begin? Cause I'm a proud woman I must be proud woman And I am strong woman I must be strong woman It's too painful to even think about so it would kill me to say it out loud All this time I thought I'd work it out So if you don't mind I'll leave it for now And stay a proud woman I must be proud woman I am strong, woman. I can't be a mad woman. I've analyzed every single inch of my skin. In comparisons, I can't seem to break in my daily routine.
is Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. It's 16 minutes after the hour. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rowe Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio. It is best to say good morning to our crew. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you? Good morning. I'm just smiling. Good morning, y'all. Glad to be here. Happy Easter. Ooh, back at Happy you, girlfriend. Back at you. There you go. Johnny D's in the place to be. Good morning, John. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. The smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Screen is in the house. Good morning, Jerome. How are you? Hey, good morning. I'm good, man. How are you? Doing outstanding. Mr. Elias, good morning to you as well, sir. Well, good morning to you, sir, and good morning to you, my brother Jerome. Good morning, my brother Hart. Good morning, Nessa. Good morning, Miss Sister. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, man. Music. Good morning to you, Momo B. And uh, Marion Music. That first song was by Jimmy Lovato, and that next one was by Rosie O'Lo, and it's called Woman. Good stuff. Still, let's can we say hello to the people in the chat room real quick? We got the Yard Jackie, Purple Purple Pill, uh, Rich Sister, Sub Yard Jackie, and Kavina Man, Kavina Man, and Rich Get in on the conversation, man. Okay, I, I didn't see her. Oh, okay, oh, why well, you should open her mic up. Okay, we'll get her in. Uh, real quick, though, uh, let me say good morning to the pastor, Marietta Music. So much people are listening. I'm going to cut it short because we have two minutes left to say our good mornings. But I want to give us a few minutes to talk about what we just talked about in the last segment. So I want to take two minutes here and talk about a little bit of what Jerome, Jerome, you mentioned something about it. It's going to take longer than 30 seconds, man. We got two minutes, man. Can you get it done in two minutes? Because I think I agree yeah. with what you're about to say, but go ahead. Yeah, so to have somebody um, intervene actually gives them liability. So every time somebody intervenes, and we know this from black folks intervening and stuff, there's been people who've been arrested because they tried to save somebody and then white police officers show up, they arrest a black person or treat them as a suspect when they were trying to help. And so anytime I see anybody discuss what the punishment should be for not helping, you have to remember all of the things that could happen when you do help. Say you help somebody right. and there's no witnesses and that person dies, then technically this mm-hmm. is on camera, so it looks um, open and closed. He was but a security guard, uh, Jerome. He was dressed yes. in a security so, guard uniform. Right. He would not right. have been and in trouble for that. And it was on the company's property. So the problem is, is that that should be that security guard's issue. That should be an issue with the company, and they should get sued okay. for that because they, they have direction, right? So if I'm a security guard... And they tell me, don't, if anything happens outside of this building, call the police. Because that's well, how those laws hurt. Him. But they suspended uh, him. They suspended they, yeah, him. Because, so family thought he did something wrong. Right. Because, of pub, because the public perception is bad. But how that works is that there's a law, and they put this in law uh, because, of, um, uh, I think it was Sears in Chicago used to have, like, bouncers. And they used to beat uh, people down a lot of Sears in Chicago, the, the original store. And so the law is that if, you, if a rent-a-cop, like I like to call him, if a security guard stops you, they can't put their hands on you, they can't, put, they can't search your pockets, they have to call the actual police. So security guards are not the police. If he, their humanity yeah. should have stopped them from doing that. You don't watch nobody get beat down. Like, I, I would never <laughs> you walk past somebody if somebody hit somebody who was elderly. or I, I just never mm-hmm. do that, right? right? But to realize that there's liability when you intervene. That's okay, God in, don't in, get him. 
Say it again. <laughs> she said, God's going to get a rock. God's going to get him. God's going to get him. But tell me the girl while that lady was laying on the floor with a broken spleen and ankle and everything else. So you know what? You're right, Jerome. The police didn't that's have to get him. God going to get him. No, that's pretty mean, Vanessa. That, you don't, you that's know. That's the truth. That is the truth. He sat there that's and not, that that's lady not the with truth. the hell beat God out of her. Like and he closed that's... the door. Right. Okay. Right. God, right. Because, because he works for somebody. Like if that was him walking down the street, I'm not sure that his reaction would have been different. But as an employee, he's not supposed to interfere. That anything that happens on the public sidewalk, opposed to inside the building, their liability um, falls. But as a human being and watching somebody's face get stomped by eleven foot. Hey, I know you're upset about this. I'm just saying, when have people humanity met anything in this world in the last like four years with that damn Trump people? And we all I, got I, an answer. We all got an answer. I know. Well, you're right. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Well, it's Easter Sunday. We got to get to our next block. Y'all are really going to get upset about this. All right. Here we go. Online radio at its best. This is some cell phone video, and he also had a camera recording suspects during the protest. But it also caught the moment that he and police clashed. Now, if you listen to yourself, there are moments when the video goes black and silent. Reportedly, after his cell phone was hit with a baton, at the end, you will see the moment where Hall says one of the accused officers allegedly took the battery out of his phone. That was a cell phone video of white, four white police officers beating the hell out of an undercover black police officer who was actually documenting the riots over the summer. But really, it's, it's disturbing. They beat the hell out of that man. They were acquitted. Am I not? Am I correct about that? Well, no, they uh, they they were not acquitted. They changed their story on the stand, and of course, they got a slap on the wrist. You know. I don't know what the charges were, but, uh, you know, th- this guy was a police officer and he was, and, 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 and what was going on in St. In St. Louis, he was going through and doing the, the uh, Black Lives Matters marches. He was filming right. and he was an undercover police officer. So he was filming them and uh, four white police officers came up on him and uh, they literally just beat the living hell out of this police officer. And then they found out he was a police officer because they said he was resisting arrest and he was doing this and he was doing that. Then one of the police officers said, hey, no, he wasn't resisting arrest. We, 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 we just, we, we overtaxed him. And then the other, other police officers stuck to their guns. So the trial is still going on, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. It's just coming to trial. So it's, 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 some of the guys got off with a little slap on the wrist. But on the back side of that, he had a white counterpart where four police, four black police officers arrested him and it was like a textbook takedown so they didn't they didn't harm him but the black officer he got he got he got the living hell beat out of him you know what let let me let me ask you something check this out here is the thing that that really makes me pause 
when we talk about all this video. Look, we have Derek Chauvin on trial. We had the white officer who was convicted for shooting a black man. I think it was in South Carolina when he ran. It, it started from a, a broken uh, a brake light, tail light. Then the man ran. He shot him in the back. Then he dropped the taser by him to, to, to try to mm-hmm. stage the scene. Well, you know, Breonna Taylor. We've seen all these situations, but it's like they don't really give a damn. You can go out here, every time I prepare for this show, I can find, you know, hundreds of videos of white cops beating the hell out of black people. It's like they don't give a damn. They don't give a damn, Vanessa. It's like they know that they can work with impunity. It's crazy that this is still going on. I would think if I were a police officer, I would say, man, you know, know, let me chill out. Because, you know, it's open season on us. If I was a cop, I'm thinking, let me just chill out because I don't want to be, I don't want a case. But it's like they really don't give a damn. I mean, you look at what happened to the Georgia uh, state representative. The, the, the cop got in her face, pointed his finger at her and said, don't you knock on the door, and then arrested her. She, she is a state representative. And yet still, John, they act like, I mean, Vanessa, they act like they can do what the hell they want to do, and they know nothing's going to happen. Your thoughts, please. Going to happen. My thoughts. (laughs) I was quick, straight to the point. Thank you very much. All right. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. Uh, Well, listen, I, I mean, Johnny D, this is what you do. I mean, this is right here in your in your wheelhouse. I mean, you know, give us what's the chatter going on amongst law enforcement officers. I mean, what's going on here? It's like they don't care. It's like we know that there are millions of cameras out there because there are millions of cell phones. But so what? We're going to do what we want to do. You know, I had a cop tell me one day, this is a brother that was a cop. He says, listen, he says, when you're out there on the streets, the last thing you're thinking about is what's going to happen in the courtroom. He says, you know, their motto is, I'd rather be judged by 12 than carried by six. Your thoughts, Johnny? Yeah, it, you know, unfortunately, this is not one of those isolated situations. Uh, if, if, you know, some, several years ago, I guess it's been more than about four to five years, uh, there, there was uh, a, a, a training session that I was involved with, and it talked about police misconduct, but then it talked about uh, blue on blue. And, well, I tell you what, it should have been called blue on black blue. Uh, but the truth mm-hmm. of the matter is is that there's been several instances where uh, African-American or minority law enforcement, Hispanics, so have a high, high rate as well of being, um, particularly in undercover cases, arrested. Now, to the point where it's physical and and they're beaten and assaulted, uh, that right there is, is not as widespread as a person being being questioned or detained because they're part of an undercover scheme, scheme and operation. That that comes with communication, but in this case, I uh, don't know a great deal about um, the, the situation, um, but the charges itself, you know, surprisingly, you know, you would think that most of the time when it goes federal, that that's that's a, that's a slam dunk case, and in this case, it, it wasn't. Uh, will, will they get some internal discipline through the agency? Uh, probably so, but you know, at this point, they've been, you know, not convicted in the criminal uh, courts. 
But, you know, it's pretty bad when they talk about, you know, the, 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 depri- the deprivation of rights, which simply means mm-hmm. you've taken your authority as, as a sworn officer and you have suppressed other people's rights. And clearly, you know, it appears that it, it's evidence that, that, that they destroyed the, 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 uh, the uh, undercover officer uh, Hall's, you know, cell phone device. And just really yeah. brutally and violated for for no for no just reason. And one of one of yeah. them is accused of lying to the FBI, which you very seldom ever get off a line to the FBI. I mean, so that in and of itself uh, probably is more jurisdictional. Uh, again, just, it's, it's, it really is a sad day for for those who, who wear the badge. And you know, when you have that type of tarnish amongst your own yeah. brethren and sisters in the community, mm-hmm. then it's very hard for the public to trust you. Yeah, I mean, if yeah, I buy I agree it, with you, uh, on that. you know, it, 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 it would be just like back, back when, when, when we served Jay um, and, and, you know, periodically soldiers would do things against other soldiers, but to live with that and in order to, 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 to not fess up with it, it's something that I don't, I don't recall seeing, you know what I'm saying? Now maybe it did happen, yeah. But I wouldn't have been able to violate you and then, you know, say, say you know, hey, if, if, if we was at the full of the gap and I was the one that, that, that didn't perform my duties knowing that that East German soldier was across the border, I wouldn't sit back and try to blame you for it, you know. But here right. you've got something that's just kind of unfounded where, you know, you abuse another officer and then you lie about it just to keep yourself out. I mean, that just yeah. tarnishes, you know, your oath. It really does. And it, do, it doesn't set a good precedent in the community, but then also right. those communities that you serve. Yeah, yeah you're right. It's uh, it's a shame. And, you know, with double standards, you know, living while black, you know, even as a police officer, you're just not safe. It's crazy. It's time for the NPR News Update. We'll be right back after this. Online radio at its best. Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from Total Wine and More, where you can fling into spring. They're talking bubbly for brunch, pinot on the porch, anyone? And with thousands of bottles to choose from, you can always expect the unexpected. What'll it be today? Explore more in store or at TotalWine.com. Manager of a construction site whose truck slid onto rail tracks causing Friday's deadly passenger chain crash in Taiwan is accepting responsibility. He apologized today and was in tears as he was being led away from his home by police. At least 48 people were killed in the crash. Authorities believe the truck's emergency brake was not properly engaged, causing it to slide onto the tracks where it was hit by the train. Coronavirus infections surging in South Asia, home to about a quarter of the world's population. NPR's Lauren Freyer reports on the worst-hit city there, Mumbai. Less than two months ago, Mumbai was seeing about 300 COVID-19 cases a day. Now it's seeing nearly 9,000. A curfew is in effect. Apartment blocks where people test positive are being sealed off and guarded by police. Neighboring Bangladesh has announced a fresh lockdown starting Monday. It's reporting more new infections than any other time in the pandemic. India is close to its peak, too, with 93,000 new cases confirmed Sunday. India is the world's biggest vaccine producer, and it's cut back on exports amid this surge in cases and has administered more than 75 million doses at home. But that's still less than 5% of the total population here of nearly 1.4 billion people. 
host, Lauren Freyer, NPR News, Mumbai. And the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament, Gonzaga will play Baylor for the title tomorrow night. Gonzaga advanced at the final buzzer last night, beating UCLA 93-90 in overtime. Baylor beat Houston in the other final four game. The women's title will be decided later today between Arizona and Stanford. This is NPR. This morning, new allegations about Republican Congressman Matt Gates. A report of a Justice Department investigation focusing on Gates and an indicted Florida politician and allegations of their involvement with multiple women who were recruited online for sex and received cash payments, according to the New York Times, citing sources close to the investigation. The Times reporting investigators are focusing on Gates and Joel Greenberg, a former tax collector in Seminole County, Florida, indicted last year and now pleading not guilty to a federal sex trafficking charge and other crimes. The Times, writing Greenberg, initially met the women through websites that connect people who go on dates in exchange for gifts, fine dining, travel, and allowances. Mr. Greenberg introduced the women to Mr. Gates, who also had sex with them. According to people close to the investigation who spoke with the Times, some of the men and women took ecstasy, an illegal mood-altering drug, before having sex, including Mr. Gates. The Times reports it reviewed scripts from Cash App, a mobile payments app, and Apple Pay that reportedly show payments from Gates and Greenberg to one of the women and a payment from Greenberg to a second woman, according to the Times report. NBC News has not reviewed those documents. Gates denied ever paying a woman for sex. And a spokesman says Matt Gates refutes all the disgusting allegations completely. The Florida Republican already in the spotlight. After revelations earlier this week, the Justice Department is examining whether Gates violated federal sex trafficking laws by having a sexual relationship with 17-year-old and paid for her to travel with him. The person doesn't exist. That is totally false. The 38-year-old conservative congressman, elected in 2016, has been a staunch ally of former President Donald Trump. It is a horrible allegation, and it is a lie. The top House Republican saying Gates' seat on the powerful Judiciary Committee could be in jeopardy. Those are serious um, implications. If it comes out to be true, yes, we would remove him if that was the case. But right now, as Matt Gates says, it is not true. So let's get all the information. So keep in mind that cash paid for things like hotel rooms or dinners is not illegal. So some of the questions for federal investigators include whether any of these payments involved women who were underage or women who traveled across state lines for the purposes of sex. NBC News has reached out to Gates' office. Their statement to The Times says Gates has never paid for sex. The extent of any criminal exposure is not clear and no charges have been brought against the congressman. (laughs) <laughs> 35 minutes after the hour You're listening to the serious side of the Jay Ross show I'm not laughing at what happened to the young ladies What I'm laughing is Now for those who follow politics closely Everybody, when you say Devin Nunes, you know who he is When you talk about Jim Jordan, you know who he is You know, and now you have another one of the Trump butt kissers Matt Gates. This is a guy who has, he's a young uh, congressperson that has really been just an ass, if you just want to be honest about it. And so now this guy is about to, he is in deep, 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 deep trouble. Now, Jerome, let me start this segment off with you. How satisfying is it to know that here is a guy, once again, who was spouting off his mouth, going out trying to get Liz Cheney uh, uh, 
primarily against because she, you know, supported the impeachment of Donald Trump. Here's a guy who put his political credentials on the line and now finds himself in the crosshairs. Now, keep in mind, this federal investigation started under Bill, uh, it, Bill Barr. So this is not something that's being led by the Democrats, per se. This happened under Bill Barr's attorney generalship, if that's the proper term to use. But Donald Trump is silent. He's not going out there saying, hey, that's my guy. Donald Trump is in it for himself. Jerome, man, what do you think about the developments and the potential charges against this congressperson? And the, the bigger question is, do you think he's going to be convicted and serve some hard prison time for his crimes, alleged crimes? Yeah, I, I believe that. Now, if he's going to get convicted for this, that um, sex trafficking ain't nothing to play with. And that is that. It's not that it's just hard to prove, or that it's hard to prove. The guy who got, um, who they already have all of these charges against. I think they doubled the amount of charges against them in the last right. week. The, yeah, the, 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 tax, the tax collector. So give them up. Yeah, the tax collector. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know, and, and like I said before, whether it's um, what is his name, Roger Snow, or any of the, any of those guys on the Republican side. When you're rich and you have money, jail is not where you want to be. They gonna do <laughs> I know nobody wants to go to jail. They can talk all the noise they want to. They are not going to go to prison. And if they, if they do have to go, they're going to cut their time as best they can. So if you think about it, if Matt Gates get arrested in the next year, he is at least going to do two years because Biden is not pardoning him. <laughs> so that's not going to happen. And remember, two years? Huh? Yeah. What are you Two years, you're on for six. No, 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 no. What He'll get a lot more than that. I said, but his okay. pardon would have to come from the president. His so pardon. Biden is at least president yeah. for at least three, four, you know, three more oh, years. Oh, okay. I got it. Got so it, I said, got if he gets okay. in the next year, he won't be getting out for two years at least. And I don't think hmm. the next person would, if he's convicted, would actually pardon him. But you have to remember, Matt Gates was one of those people on the Republican side is supposed to be the up and coming star and. He may be yep. run for he may run for president and all this other nonsense. So this just tells you that the Republicans, no matter what they, it's not that they stick by these fools. It's that at all costs they're taking pedoph- pedophiles, they're taking sex traffickers, people who cheat on their taxes, people who are like all kind of crimes. They don't care as long as they can stop you from doing something. Now that's how racist them fools are. So Matt Gates is, and there's no proof of this, but he's a white supremacist. Like he's he's racist minimally, but he definitely has. I think he also has security from the um, from the Proud Boys and all those white supremacist folks. He did rallies and stuff mm. with them. Yeah. Right. So he is caught in that capital stuff too. So I'm I'm interested to see how that's going to play along. So none of us would feel sorry for that fool. He is in the midst. Of, he got too much stuff going. So not only is this yeah. stuff going, which is really serious, that whole capital stuff is going to fall on him too because he's one of the he's one of the um, congressmen that had interaction with those guys and Roger Stone and all of them too. So his name's wow. going to come up again. You know, you know, uh, Mr. Elias, when we uh, think about just the role this guy played in the Trump administration.
You know, he was a cheerleader. He was the guy that had the pom-poms out. He's the mm-hmm. guy that uh, led the uh, – uh, I remember they were trying to do something in Congress. They were trying to have a meeting, and this guy brought a whole bunch of Republicans in to disrupt the meeting. Uh, I remember the exchange that he had with uh, Al Sharpton uh, during a committee uh, meeting. I mean, he has really been out there. What, what's amazing is, to me is that if you know you have skeletons in your closet, just go somewhere and sit down. He's out there. And so now they have, not, you know, he's saying that these, these allegations are not true, but they have cash app receipts. You know, they have uh, voicemails <laughs> of him and this guy, I can't remember the guy's name, uh, uh, you know, calling young girls uh, saying, hey, this is your favorite, speak, your favorite rep, uh, 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 representative on the line. Hi, this is Matt. I mean, how dumb can you be knowing that you are in the age of, cell phones, in the age of everything being recorded, in the age of MP3s. I can't understand why this man didn't think about this and sex with a seven. He needs to be thrown under a jail if these allegations are true. Your thoughts, Mr. Elias? Well, he's rich. He's first and foremost, he's, his family has money. So rich people don't think like they, they're above the law. So they don't give a damn whether they get caught or not. You know, they don't care. They got enough money to pay to get out of stuff. So that's what he was thinking. I guarantee that's what he was thinking. My family has enough money, so I don't have to worry about this thing. So I'm, I'm above the law. Think about, the, think about the, the kid in Texas that killed the four people, and they said because he didn't know right from wrong, he got off. Come on. That was, that was, he killed four people. So, look, man, Affle, was that Affluenza that they called it? <laughs> Come on, man. This guy has been the mean, nastiest uh, person I've ever seen in the House, man, and, and the Senate. He's just a mean and nasty person. And and he is, I mean, and he called out somebody for drinking once. And somebody said, if I were you, I wouldn't say anything about drinking. You got <laughs> for drunk driving once. You shouldn't say another word about it. And he shut up. So this is the cat that, that thinks he's above the law. He's always had an arrogance. And he's been the meanest, nastiest person there. Between him and the cat out of Ohio, they just they just mean and nasty people. So call it what you want, man. This is nothing new. This is nothing new. This is not, this guy doesn't believe he should go to jail. He doesn't. And, and then he's talking to Tucker Carlson in the interview. I, this woman, remember we went out to dinner and Tucker Carlson did some stuff there. I don't remember that one. Mm-mm, yeah. Don't bring me in that one. No, 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 no. You don't, you don't get me in there. I don't even know what you're talking about. And then, then Tucker Carlson at the end of the interview says, this is the weirdest interview I've ever had. When have you ever seen that? So you know damn well he done done some messed up stuff that he's going to uh, – he's, he, he, he's facing some time. He's, if Tucker Carlson is backing up from him, you know he did some stuff. Wow. Interesting. Uh, uh, Vanessa uh, – you know, we have daughters, and when you think about grown-ass men soliciting minors for sex, it, 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 it's a special type of pain that you get in, in your stomach. You know, it's a special type of, you know, venom that you you have for this individual. Uh, do you think he's going to be convicted? Uh, of these crimes, and do you think he's going to serve significant time in prison if 
he is convicted for because, like Jerome said, these are some serious these are some serious charges that can be levied against this guy. He can go to jail for a very long time. You have two minutes left. Oh, Vanessa's gone. Johnny, yeah, I'll, I'll swing it around to you. Uh, two minutes left in the segment, John. What, what say you in regards to this? Okay. Uh, well, first and foremost, uh, he has been uh, nothing short of of, of a do boy for that reprobate uh, Donald Trump. So. Um, in the famous words of, of Malcolm X, the, the roosters have come home to roost. Uh, he's mm. going to certainly be convicted of something. Um, I, I think Tucker Carlton's reaction, and you know, I'm, I'm I don't watch him at all, but mm-hmm. you know, he's been on every news series. And other than than uh, Ted Cruz, I've never seen a person be able to bring somebody's wife into the argument and and they they bow down. I mean. Uh, you know, so this guy, I think he he crossed the line when he brought, you know, this guy's family into it. But it's a lot of evidence on the forefront. I do think that at some point they will do a deflection and a distraction, and he will no longer be the media source. So right now he's kind of the topic of the week, and they will do something as far as the, the party itself. They'll do something to divert the attention away from him, and in six months from now, uh, this process will go on, and, and those who want you to forget will forget, and we'll go on to another topic because that's what we do. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push back a little bit against that. I, I think that these are major, major crimes if he's convicted and if he's charged. And, I, and I, you know, they could try to throw all the smoke they want out there. I, I just don't see how you – there are some things you can, you know, push under the rug, right? Uh, you know, what happened with the governor of Virginia, you know, that whole blackface thing. Eventually he survived that, uh, and, uh, you know, we've moved on. Governor Cuomo, you know, he's been in some muddy waters, and you know, but you're starting to see things calm down just a little bit. We're, we're not hearing as much about him uh, because time, I guess, in some people's opinions, healed all things. I don't think this goes away. And the reason why I don't think it goes away is because no one likes this guy. Uh, you know, uh, former, speaker, former Speaker Biner put out a uh, – House Speaker Biner put out a book talking about how crazy the Republicans are. When you have people who their old caucus don't like, you know, I don't think it goes away. They said this guy was showing pictures of new women on the House floor to his comments. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and some of them said, hey, no, you can't be doing this. So I don't know, John. Don't know. But you know what? Think about this right here, Jay. Think about how long ago they said that he was doing that. Now, you're not talking about last week or yesterday. This was months, almost years ago when he was doing these these egregious acts, and no one said a thing until now. Um, mm-hmm. now, 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 my point being is this here. you you got to think about, at this point in time, who makes the laws or who makes the rules. So, you know, men are going to be more – more, more, more subtle towards these type of incidents. You know, we just had on January 6th, we had a coup, okay? We had yeah. a coup. You had people that tried to overthrow the government, and you already had Republican officials and, 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 and people in the community. Ah, oh, well, you know, let's – no, you can't, some things you can't move on, but see, this is not one of those, okay? You're talking about an individual person who most of the people still support that 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 criminal who just left. But look at his whole band of wagon. You look at all the stuff that all of those guys did. I mean, you talking about treason against Russia. I mean, you know, colluding with with Russia and the rest of that stuff. And yeah. and America forgot about that. Why? Because it was convenient. 
So what I say is this here. There may be some charge later on down the line, but he's not going to get yeah. the full books on them. Why? Because people got money. His people have influence. Yeah. The Santos will do something. Somebody will do something to sit back and say, well, you know what? We, we, we gave him community service for this. You know, I mean, look, this guy is, is entitled, privileged, and that's why he does what he does. All of them guys, yeah. them little young guys. Them or the Republican Party, they nothing but frat boys coming in there, and they trying to just simply extend that college lifestyle, that privileged lifestyle, that 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 country club lifestyle, and they trying to bring it into the mainstream America for others, not to benefit you and I, not to benefit those individuals who are trying to pull themselves up on the bootstrap, but they just simply trying to set an image that you know what we're gonna just simply just take this from 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 the college dorms to to the boardrooms of America and the politics. And, 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 you know, the halls of Congress and the Senate. And this is what they're doing. So in six months, in six months, it'll be a whisper. It'll be a whisper, this story here. All right. All right, good stuff. All right, so uh, let's, uh, it's time for uh, Pastor Steve's State Case. Let's go ahead, man. We have any comments from the chat room? None that I want to read at all, Jay. None. Oh, wow. Okay, that's good because I have a lot here to read here from us. All right, Pastor Stephen, uh, Pastor Steve says this, and peace and blessings, family. I watched every second of the Derek Chauvin trial, uh, Chauvin trial, and uh, if this man gets exonerated, there will be riots in the streets. I pray that justice is served. Amen, Pastor. Franklin from uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, my God. I'm liking his new show, Fast-Paced, Informative, Nice Shot, TJRS Crew. Keep educating the people. Well, that's what we try to do, my man, Frank. That's what we're trying to do. All right. Original, uh, Dallas, Texas. Did y'all change the show? Good job, J. Riles Show. Yeah, we did. Reginald, thank you. Mary on the music. I love Demi. And the woman's song, oh, my God, the new national anthem for the ladies. Mr. Elias, thank you, thank you, thank you for this morning's selections. Music with a message. I love it. You are the man. And good morning to my king. Vanessa J. from Decatur, Illinois, says, I agree with my namesake. God's going to put in the necessary work. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Sarah from Orlando, Florida. I have to say this, and I hope that you read this message on the air. Okay, Sarah. I have been listening to your show for the past four years, and the addition of Johnny D has been a huge upgrade. He is truly an honorable man of God, and I love to hear him speak. Well, that's Johnny's cousin uh, checking in from uh, Orlando, Florida. All right, Benny from Port Arthur, Texas. (laughs) Jay, I'm a faithful listener of your show, but I have to say this to you. I told a friend of mine to listen to the show. I called her afterwards and asked her, what did she think? She felt that the show attacked white people. I am white, by the way, and I don't necessarily feel the same way. Is this a case of a white person not facing their truth? I'm confused. Please help. I'm a lady. Am I that lady that Miss Vanessa talked about earlier in the show? Wow, that's 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 a lot. Um, I tell you what. Yeah, yeah, real quick, Joe. Go ahead. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I want to say this. People have. People actually hear in our words whatever their fears are. And this is the problem that black people have with white folks generally, is that we can't even say that because 
people start taking that personally because they start recalling their own issues that they have with black people. Mm. Even though they think they're supportive, they are technically not. They want black people mm. to obey, be nice, and be docile. So when black people mm. say white, what white folks hear is oppression of white people. And that is something that mm. they have to deal with. So tell her to listen to the show and listen to it again because being racist is stupid. And if you don't hear us say that, we say that all the time. But white folks have a pathology that they need to deal with, and that is one of them. That's inside the pathology wow. of white folks that we are talking about. Mm. There it is, Betty. Uh, the smartest man in the world has just laid it down. Uh, yeah, I agree with him wholeheartedly. Uh, we just speak the truth. And, you know, hey, uh, she asked the question, am I the lady that Miss Vanessa talked about earlier? Well, you know, that's for you to judge. But I'm thinking that... If you're listening and trying to get the knowledge, keep doing your thing. And it uh, looks like you've been listening to us for a long time, so we appreciate you. Keep, keep, keep it locked in because you know us. We're going to do it the right way. All right, you know what time it is. Online radio at its best. All right, folks, it is time for Final Thoughts. Wow, what a lot to talk about. A big-time show. Happy Easter to you and yours. Let's uh, get the uh, farewells underway. Johnny D, make your final thoughts. Yeah, you know what? You almost caught me off guard there because I was expecting Miss Vanessa or, or, or Miss Jackie. But uh, nevertheless, uh, God bless everyone. Again, this is Resurrection Day. I love, love the opportunity to be a part of this venue and learn. And uh, like I say, God's will, our purpose, uh, I will be part of the broadcast next week. But let's just keep on doing good and keep on serving. And don't forget the sacrifices of Martin Luther King. He is one of God's apostles. I truly believe that right there. And if it wasn't for him and doing what he did and God allowing him to do so, we probably wouldn't be on the air right now. You're absolutely correct about that. I thought you were going to give your cousin Sarah a shout-out from Orlando, Florida. <laughs> no, thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Sister Sarah. <laughs> no, listen, we know Sarah. We know. That's why he's in the house. We love this guy. Thank you so much for those encouraging words, John. See you next week. All right, Jerome, man, final thoughts. Yeah, I missed the... Uh, uh... Derek Chauvin trial stuff early in the show, and I just want to say that, um, you know, I I think that something is going to have to happen. Now, I don't know what that means exactly. None of us have any confidence on, on people getting, being convicted, but I think there's too many people. I've never seen so many police officers get up there and say, hey, he used excessive force. Like, his, his immediate superior was like, yeah, that was too much, right? And I think that there's no way that they cannot convict him when his own, like, they usually circle the wagons and be like, well, it's subjective, and he was moving around. They mm-hmm. were saying right off the bat, yep, we knew it was excessive force. The 911 operator mm-hmm. was like, um, yeah, I looked at that yes. and thought he was on the ground too long. So I think with all of that being said, I don't know what kind of the defense that they're using is that he had drugs in himself, and he essentially choked himself. Right. If, if, if it wasn't for him having ailments that he would have died, um, he's going to get convicted. You know, again, we all we don't really have a lot of confidence in the system. But I think this time it is it is um, I think it's I think it's open and shut. 
Yeah, and, and you know, you brought up two testimonies. I mean, actually, there were four, Jerome. When you talk about the 911 uh, operator, uh, the police captain that came up, the other brother sergeant that came up, actually uh, five, and then the two paramedics. These are people, like you said, they usually circle a wagon. They were like, oh, no, this, no. No, no. So uh, uh, kudos for pointing that out. And you're right. I think it's an open set case. But you never know. We'll see next week. Now, the police chief is supposed to, to, to testify for the prosecution next week as well. So hopefully his uh, testimony will be powerful. But, you know, you never know. But uh, from my vantage point, it looks like it's a done deal. Mr. LAS, man, final thoughts. Mr. LAS? You want to unmute yourself? Sir? My thoughts, okay, we'll be silly. Yes. My, my, my thoughts and prayers are out for DMX. DMX, for those who don't know, had a uh, drug overdose last night. And he they said he was unconscious long enough to have brain damage. So oh. my thoughts and prayers are out for DMX. So I'm praying for DMX to pull through this. Uh, so that's all I got right now. All right. My final thoughts are going to be towards... Uh, my mom um you know when your parents age it's something that uh it's kind of hard for you to watch it's like you're a bystander uh watching the final moments of a person's life and um i just want to say publicly that if it wasn't for dorothy nevels i wouldn't be here um she is the most inspirational woman that i know and i love her with all my heart I wish I could be there with her now um, as she goes, um, if she takes this uh, this path, uh, which is God's will. But I just want to say, Mommy, I love you so much. And uh, I just thank God every day that uh, he allows you to be here. And uh, that's about all I can say in regards to that. Mr. Elias. If it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the J. Rao show. He has risen. Happy Easter for Vanessa, for uh, Jackie, for Jerome, Johnny, Elias. I'm J. Rao. Say, have a wonderful work week. And remember, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side. Coming up next on a need-to-know basis with uh, Jerome Spree. Take care, guys. Well, folks, Jay had to step out. Five, four, three, two, one. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do?
we're in the wrong month, so we should stop doing those. But apparently, I have been getting messages asking for different stuff. So I'm I, too bad Jay is going to miss <laughs> now because now is Jay from Gary too? He's from Gary, Indiana. Yes, it. Yes, it. Yes, it. Well, well this is going to be a hometown Black History fact. Too bad he's going to miss this one. All right, so you know he was raised there. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. He would have still took some pride in there, so he'd be cool. All right, so our unconfirmed, unconfirmed Black History fact: um, a neighborhood locksmith in Gary, Indiana. His name was Lucas Grady. He was so frustrated with residents breaking their keys off into their locks that he created and used the original tagline for his company. He's the first person known to use this phrase, if it don't fit, don't force it. That would be my man, <laughs> Harry Indiana. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. so, again. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it don't fit, don't force it. So, let it go. <laughs> hey, hey, just let it go. Wow. 
Really? I say it's too close. Really? <laughs> now y'all call really? it safety. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's still, it's still too close for comfort. Now, climate change has slashed the global food productivity by more than 20% in the past 60 years, according to a new study. Farmers worldwide are growing 20% less food um, than 1961, but the warmer areas like Africa, Latin America, has um, slowed agricultural ag- agricultural growth between 26 and 34%. So cl- climate change is affecting yeah. our food supply, apparently. Um, yeah. Yep. So nearly 50% of the U.S. is at some level of drought. Now, that sets the stage for intense wildfires and scorched um, cropland in the Pacific Coast and the Great Plains and Upper Midwest, mm. uh, which is home to 74 million people. Wow. Now, I, yeah. Yeah, you know, well, I know we've been getting away from um, doing climate change stories because of all this other mess that's going on in the world, but we still... Right. You know, we're still watching storms, and I think we were supposed to have, like, snow, um, snowstorm coming up. So, hey, you know, global warming, the climate is changing. Now, in the in the U.K., there's this, um, there's this company called Just Eat, and it's testing um, co- compositable seaweed food boxes. I don't know what I think about this, but... It's the drive to tackle um, plastic pollution uh, for for takeout. So Just Eat announced that it's testing the seaweed-coated hmm. takeaway boxes with 11 restaurants across the U- U.K. I'm not in the U.K., so those of you there, it's Freddy's Chicken and Pizza in Liverpool, I guess, and Mario's Pizza in Manchester. <laughs> They're testing that. Now, wow. the reason that this is important, do you know seaweed is good for you? Yeah. And it's funny that they're putting it in boxes. Isn't that weird? Hmm. Yeah, so, it is. Yeah, so if anybody, I know we've done stories about Dr. Sebi before, but if mm-hmm. you know anything about having sea moss, your body is made up of 102 minerals, and um, seaweed uh, or, or iris sea moss has, um, I think it's 92 of the 102 minerals that your body is built up on. Wow. So, yeah. Yep. So if you have, it'll help you regenerate organs in your body. Now this is not me giving medical advice. You can kind of go look this up. But um, <laughs> if you want to go get iris sea moss or I think it's bladder rack or and all those things, those are sea those are sea vegetables. Sea vegetables are really good for your body. So hmm. um, yeah, there's this this nature um, shop here that um, I've gone in and the guy working behind the counter said why is everybody buying up sea moss he, could, he didn't get it and then next thing you know they pulled it they pulled it really why did why they pull it yeah he couldn't figure out why like he went back and forth and he called the supply and manufacturer and the fda whatever and i said find the company that's supplying it and find out what pharmaceutical company bought them mm. <laughs> that's all i have to tell you because wow it was actually, yeah average sea moss actually helps your um, helps your bones, it helps your organs. Like I said, it has 92 of the 102 minerals that your body is made of. So mm-hmm. all vitamins is, is vital minerals, is what a vitamin is. Your body is made up of minerals. 
not vitamins. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, just just thought I'd say that because it reminded me when I saw the story that we don't talk about health on the on the program sometimes, and we do, but sometimes we don't go into it too much in depth. But next time, um, maybe we'll do. Um, maybe I'll send in. We'll do some clips every now and then of, of some health stuff. But yeah, please do some more natural green foods that will actually help. Now, yeah, now the bald eagle population has quadrupled to more than 316,000 in the lower 48 states since 2009, um, thanks to a historical, historic conservation a- effort. Now, there are more than... Weren't they, weren't they uh, on the endangered species list? Yeah. Yeah. At time? Yeah. Yeah, they, they, mm-hmm. you can... You, you can go. You want to talk about forget? Uh, see, I was going to make a joke on some very bad stuff, but I'm matter of fact, I'm still going to say it. Send your letters to Jay because I'm not going to get them anyway. <laughs> so, so I was going to say I don't care if it's like sex trafficking or whatever it is. Do you know if you kill a bald eagle, your butt's going to do some federal time? <laughs> like, yeah. like they don't. You 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 can do a lot of things in this country, but killing a killing a bald eagle will guarantee you some time. If Matt Gates killed the bald eagle, we wouldn't even be having this question. You know, really? like like all the stuff that Trump has done. I mean, just even campaign finance stuff, like all of that. Let him roll up on the bald eagle. <laughs> so is that there are over? Um, 316,000 bald eagles in the U.S. over, including over 71,000 nesting pairs, according to a report by the Fish U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. That's over four times the number of birds recorded in 2009. Now, okay, how are they counting these birds, though? My thing. Mm. Yeah, now, that, that, that's been another question. It's like you can't tag all of them, so where, where are you getting this data? <laughs> so we're gonna, we're just gonna go. Really? We're not gonna quiz the government on this one, but just wanted to put that out there. Now the FBI background checks for gun buyers soared by 36 percent to a record 4.7 million in March. Um, this is debate over the gun control legislation after a couple of more. Like I want to say, wasn't there like four more mass shootings? Now, yep, yep. The record number of background checks comes in March. It comes two months after the previous. Previously, um, it's the previous record for background checks in the month was set back in January. People are running to buy. Well, see, I think everybody's yeah. reason for having guns are very different. There are some yeah. people who are on offense, and there are people who are on defense. And I think the defensive people are now starting to buy guns. Well, you know, because once they, you start they, having you know, unrest at the Capitol, what'd you say? Mm-hmm. They said yeah. when by, usually when the Democrats get in office. The Republicans run scared. They, the first thing they said, they're going to take your guns. No, they're not. They're not. They're not. Name me one, name me one Democrat that took your gun. None. Well, then Bill Clinton did with the uh, the assault rifle. But, hey, come on. Yeah. Stop. Yeah, but, yeah, but why Stop. would they – see, here's the problem with me is, like, you're going to buy a gun because they're going to take your guns? That don't make sense. So you're going to buy more guns? You already have a ton of guns, so it's like yeah, but what they're saying. Yeah, I was somebody. What these white folks are saying is that I, they won't they won't come get my guns, so I'm gonna get more so that they get those. I have some hidden. This is what yeah. they think, man. I'm, I work with these clowns all the time. 
They yeah. just, they're ridiculous. They are ridiculous. Now, yeah. and, then they, and then they go out the ammunition. And ammunition, that's another thing they go, that flies off the shelf when a Republican, when a Democrat wins. All the ammunition flies off the shelf. Right. Right. People are stockpiling guns and ammunition. And you know yep. what happens when you stockpile them? Somebody's going to use them. Yep. Like guns are yep. not just had to sit there and be paperweights. You right. know, somebody's going to get the urge just to use it for little frivolous stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I um, um, was talking to someone about this before, and they were like, you know, you can't buy any ammunition either place. And I'm like, they are backlogged in selling ammunition because there are so many guns out there. Mm-hmm. But black people mm-hmm. have started being encouraged, and the numbers have gone up. I know I've, we've talked about this in the past show um, a couple of months ago that black people are actually buying more guns too. And, you know, that's because that white folks don't seem to think that having neo-Nazis and stuff running around here is a problem. So everybody mm-hmm. else has to go get guns because y'all won't even, y'all won't arrest these fools. Mm-hmm. So when you have rogue people, and again, um, I received a, a message for someone and they said, why is George Zimmerman still walking around here? And I had no comments, mm-hmm. but I had a lot of thoughts about that. But that was a question that was yeah. sent to me. Mm-hmm. Good question. Uh, he should still be, really should be in jail, but to say the least, you know. So, you know, mm-hmm. the FBI found $1 million in cash, drugs, and guns at a Beverly Hills safety deposit box um, business <laughs> using, used by criminals. Now, here's what they left a note telling the, uh, telling the owners to contact the agent to get their property back. <laughs> so, what? So they raided yeah. the, an, an anonymous safety deposit box in Beverly Hills, and uh, you know, prompting customers to call the seizure in, unconstitutional. And that mm. is, so I don't know what to think about this, but they're like, oh, you can get your stuff back. Just come tell us who you are. Mm-hmm. So I don't. Wow. Know. Now, if you find cash, drugs, and guns in the safety deposit box, I don't know. The cash and guns, yeah, maybe you can put that in there. But I think drugs are still illegal. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how this goes, but they're, um, they said that they raided the safety deposit box. Somebody must have tipped them off. So technically, they, I don't think the FBI just goes around checking safety deposit boxes. Yeah, so U.S. scientists detect 55 chemicals in blood in the blood of pregnant women and their children that have never been reported in humans and are linked to plastics and cosmetics, along with 42 mm. mystery um, compounds. So the strange chemicals were spotted in the blood of pregnant women, along with their newborn children, is what scientists suggest the chemicals travel through the mother's placenta. So they're just saying that we're getting a lot of plastics in our food. Or in our bottles, mm. in our drink, drinking water and all of that other stuff. We use too much bottle, plastic bottles, chemicals, apparently. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, a top physician says the U.S. could be weeks away from herd immunity as the death rate drops by 78% from January's peak of more than 100 million people. Um, 100, oh, I'm sorry. More than 100 million Americans um, got their first um, vaccine dose. And Americans should be able to ditch their masks as early as Memorial Day if coronavirus pandemic continues on its current course. So this is what a New York hmm. State um, radiologist 
um, said in a new um, in a new article that comes out. Now I don't know if I believe this person. Really? Wear your mask. <laughs> yeah, I'm always had that joint on, man. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, have that joint on, bro. Mm-mm. Look, I don't think that I'm gonna stop wearing a mask until like it's gonna be it's gonna be a while. I, I mean, I yeah. really don't think necessary. It'll be a long while for me. Yeah, it's gonna be a while. I'm not even I'm not even talking like September ish. I'm like that the definitely mm-hmm. gonna have to go down to like three. And I mean three people. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's going to be like, yeah. I ain't talking about 3%. I'm going to have a mask mm-hmm. around me at some point because people nasty, and the cold season is going to pick up again. So you still don't know if that's the virus or anything. So, yeah, I think I'm probably going to still have a mask for a minute. And I don't, know if you saw, I don't know if you saw um, the Republicans complaining. Who I can't think of who oh, was Rad Paul that was talking about why is Biden wearing a mask when he got the shot. Mm-hmm. Remember he was talking that noise? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, I understand you know why. why? What'd you say? I understand why. You know, you still can get it. You still can get the virus. Right. You spread it to so, somebody else. Right. So the virus, it doesn't mean you can't get the virus because you got the vaccine. It just, it, it's cutting the severity of the virus. So you won't mm-hmm. be hospitalized or die from it. That's all it's doing, but that don't mean you can't spread it. So, you know, Republicans love being irresponsible, apparently. So that would they would mm-hmm. go with them that again, right? Yeah. So now in the UK, the web, like their worldwide web inventor, this guy Sir Tom Sir, Sir Tim um, Barnes Lee warns that the widening digital divide. Um, you know, he's saying that it's just going to be a widening of a digital divide and uh, says getting all young people online should be a global priority. So in an open letter to mark the 32nd birthday of the World Wide Web that um, um, Berners-Lee said the Internet is a basic right and is the 21st century what is to the 21st century what electricity was to the 20th century. Hmm. I don't know if I agree with that because when you really? have to pay for something, you're going to always have class issues. So you got to pay hmm. for your Wi-Fi, right? Really? You got to pay, pay for Internet. So that's going to always be a class issue. So that's another monthly bill. I fought it for a long time <laughs> to uh, <laughs> to not have to. I, seriously, I am, a, I am a computer person by profession, and I was just like, no, I'm not dialing it from home. That's not happening. Because <laughs> if you keep working from home, then technically you don't know how long I'm working. So I can work right. 24 hours for uh, as far as you care, right? Right. So, so if you're telling people, it's like, um, you know, with these vaccines and stuff, and they want to give you um, a digital fingerprint to say that you have the vaccine, I'm against that because that leads into tracking. If you know where everybody is, and if they had a vaccine, <laughs> the government is never going to get rid of that database. That line the, there. Yeah, that's the end of freedom of as we know. And there was a mm-hmm. story. There was a story on NPR where um, I don't remember the person's name, but she was like, "Oh, we're done as far as privacy in this country, because once we concede mm-hmm. to that, you know, pandemics make you do some strange things. But once you link your name to your cell phone." Their little cell phone trackers, 
And so you want to know if you were next to somebody who had the virus, which means they know where you are, which means that they're just tracking everybody. So once you go into that system, who's to say that you're going to make them? They're never going to destroy the system, for one, and they're never going to not want to use it. And there's no mm-hmm. wrong put up, um, you know, how they're going to use the tracking system for coronavirus. No. Right. And, and you know damn well they're gonna they're gonna do what the hell they want to do when they want to do it. Ah, right. I, I don't believe in you know don't 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 don't. Yeah. Mm-mm. Right. So for them to say we we're tracking we're getting they're giving like I guess their numbers are like three million um, shots a day now or something like that. Like they're the U.S. Mm-hmm. has passed Europe in the amount of you know we're like at nearly forty percent of people who already have shots. And so, really? just that high, you know, you would think that, um, you know, our numbers should be going down compared to other people around the world. But as they're traveling here, you know, it's just gonna, it's just gonna keep going. Mm. So anyway, um, I'm concerned about that as well, like about getting your name into a system. I think that you should be able to give them, get a shot, and not have them collect data on you. Because mm-hmm. once you give them the data, that they're keeping it. Right. Wow. So I, I'm, I don't know. I don't know what to think about that. I have to think it through, but it just seems kind of strange. <laughs> now, the mm-hmm. first complete full-scale Hyperloop system constructed of, they named this Vibranium, made famous from the movie. Vibranium. Vibranium. Yeah. Wow. This company made the material and named it Vibranium. And it's going to take passengers from Chicago to Cleveland at speeds up to 750 miles an hour by the year 2028. So you'll be able to get from Chicago to Cleveland in 30 minutes. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. It's a, a hyperlink wow. transportation technology. Yeah, Hyperlink Transportation Technologies unveiled the design 